Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast, where we talk Alabama and Auburn and SEC football every week. My name is Nick, and I am here with my good friend and Auburn fan, Justin Knight. Hello, everybody. Aaron is not with us this week. Boo. Uh, boo, indeed. But also, yay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hate that guy. Why is he even yeah. on the show? Yeah. Uh, also, yay, because it's Iron Bowl week. Yay. Well, yay for some people. I mean, I'm not really yaying. Because... <laughs> you never know. I mean, well. Because we're, is... we're on the road, and that's that means Bo Picks. And Gus's job is not on the line, so uh, he usually oh, doesn't yeah. win when that's not the case. Yeah, so. and Auburn hasn't won on the road in Tuscaloosa since 2010. So. That's 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite a while. It's Yeah, it's been a while. We're going to talk all about that, give some preview into the Iron Bowl, review this past week's SEC games. But first, we got a little bit of basketball news for uh, both Alabama and Auburn. Uh, so uh, we got good news, and then we got bad news. You want to start out with the good news first? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, Auburn's Isaac Okoro, he was selected as a fifth overall pick by the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I guess I was surprised he went that early. I knew, Well, I knew he'd be top ten, but I didn't think he'd go fifth. But, uh, yeah, he's going to be a solid player. He's a great all-around Well, he's just got to work on his, you know, three-point shot and free throws, but great defensive player, and he's great at driving to the basket. So I think he'll have a pretty solid career. He is uh, Auburn's first one-and-done player in history, drafted yep. uh, their highest draft pick since 1988. So that's uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, likewise, Alabama had a uh, first-round draft pick. They had uh, Kira Lewis Jr., who's selected by the New Orleans Pelicans with a 13th pick in the draft. Uh, Lewis Jr. is the third Alabama player since 2001 to be selected in the first round. Nice. Great. And so that's the good news. Now let's get to the bad news. You excited for it? I sure am. Uh, so we'll start out with Alabama's bad news. Friday, the NCAA issued Alabama a three-year probation as well as a $5,000 fine plus 1% of the men's basketball program budget. In addition, uh, Baker, who has since resigned from Alabama, received a 10-year show-cause penalty. Mm. Uh, Alabama did not receive any scholarship or postseason sanctions from the ruling. Uh, this was all due to an FBI investigation on the corruption in college basketball in 2017 uh, due to Baker's dealings with uh, former Alabama player Colin Sexton. Neither mm. Baker or Sexton's name appeared in the NCAA report. So, uh, three-year probation, uh, $5,000 fine, but they do not have to... Uh, lose any scholarships or have any postseason sanctions and that brings us to Auburn's role in this um, which is a lot more severe um, let's just I'll just read it here Auburn's basketball team won't participate in postseason play this season as a self-imposed penalty stemming from a bribery scheme involving former assistant coach Chuck Person uh, the university announced a self-imposed postseason ban on Sunday, so they imposed this themselves over persons uh, steering young athletes toward advisors and managers in exchange for money. Auburn said it has informed both the Southeastern Conference and the NCAA, which could opt to tack on more penalties. Uh, the school said it will continue to cooperate with the NCAA. Auburn fired person after his accused in 2017. 
um, and a federal probe into corruption in college basketball. He later pleaded guilty to a robbery conspiracy charge. Um, well, this is not great, is it? Well, here's the background. So Chuck Person, he paid the parents of uh, Daniel Purifoy and Austin Wiley to sign with certain agents if they declared for the NBA draft. And the player, they were already at. See, the players were already at Auburn, and so when this was discovered, you know, person was fired, and Auburn complied, and yada yada yada. It's been going on since seventeen. So Alabama had a what was the athletic director or what was um, his position? Yes, I think he was the athletic director. So he was. What was he doing? Paying. So he was doing more or less the same thing, from what I understand. He okay, was, so but it was wasn't doing, just players. I think he also had some some weird financial dealings with some of the lower level coaches or something. I don't know. Don't take that as a grain of salt. There's it's very vague right now. It hasn't really been said exactly what's happened. If it's similar, um, here's my thing. So Auburn, they're doing their self-imposing ban. Yes. That should help them out. Hopefully. Hmm. So Alabama, if they, if it's similar things, you would think they would receive a postseason ban. Correct. Um, yeah. I mean, if if that's what the NCAA was going to give Auburn, which that's not clear that they were going to. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and LSU, another team too, their coach has been involved in it, and he was suspended a couple years ago. Like, he wasn't even allowed to coach. They still haven't received anything yet. So I hope they should receive something as well because they're the same similar thing. How so much least- of this Auburn doing this themselves – is to keep Bruce Pearl from losing his job. Because I think just because he, there's so much controversy because of his past that they well, said, see, let's go ahead and do this so he doesn't get any kind of I don't of think. Ban. The sad thing is he didn't have anything involved with this. So I think, you know, they're just doing the ban just to make sure it's not anything worse. Yeah, not anything now, worse. Yeah, it, it, there's, not, there's been nothing proven that he has anything to do with it. You're yeah. right. But he also... Well, yeah, of course. Kind of trying to keep it hush hush. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised who who wouldn't. Yeah. Um, just because you know, if that went out, what could happen now? Yeah. So he was very much against the FBI. He kind of he he was not very cooperative, according to the FBI. Not you know. Yeah. Who knows the uh, FBI? Uh, see, that's a why does the FBI get involved with stuff like this? <laughs> it's so stupid, man. I mean, we know all these schools do this, and they're paying the. I mean, they're paying the parents, and these kids were already there at the school. It's not like they're paying them to come to the school. So, you know, whatever. At least they did they did self-imposed ban, whatever, in one season. Hopefully that's it. You I move think, on. I, I think that – I don't think the NCAA is going to do anything else. I think they're going to no, do they're okay. Not. Yeah, and I, and I think this was the smart move, even though it yeah. does suck because, you know, obviously everybody's looking forward to, uh, to Auburn seeing how they'll do in the postseason. Yeah. Um, you know, but if I'm an Auburn fan and this, you know, whether it's fair or not, this keeps Bruce Pearl from getting any kind of show cause penalty, then yeah. I'm, I'm for it. Yeah, that's fine. So, There's yeah. one season, whatever. I mean, yeah. who knows what they'll even do for the NCAA tournament anyways. Right. I mean, it's, you know, so. who knows if, you know, it's possible we don't even have it. You know, I, d- yeah. I don't think that's the case. No, nah, they'll have it. That's you're not going to no put that off the table. In a row. If there's a year to not do it, this is the, year. the last year. This is probably the year, year yeah. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So what? well, uh, anyway, uh, we'll keep we'll keep track on that. We'll we'll see what happens. You know, 
Yeah. Uh, and maybe the NCAA says, okay, that's good. And then Auburn says, okay, we're canceling our self-imposed ban. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't know how much they can get away with, but you know, I don't, and I don't expect them to do that, but you never, yeah. you never yeah. know. But, uh, let's talk about, before we get into the iron bowl, let's talk a little bit about this past weekend. Um, I think this was the week of missed opportunity because we had a lot of, uh, kind of underdogs nearly pull off upsets and then kind of choke at the end. Um, and when I'm saying that I'm talking about, um, Michigan and Rutgers, uh, Indiana, Ohio state, Mississippi state, Georgia, Tennessee, Auburn, there were a bunch of games that the underdog kind of played in there and then just they couldn't pull it out. So let's start out with Michigan and Rutgers. Uh, did you you watch this game, right? Uh, I watched the third overtime, and that was it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it started out. Rutgers was uh, up um, zero to seventeen. Um, I think at halftime. Maybe they maybe Michigan scored right before the end of halftime. I can't remember, but um, yeah, they scored right before. So it was seventeen seven at halftime in Rutgers' favor. And uh, I remember I texted you and I was like, if they lose this, Jim Harbaugh gets fired tonight, which oh, I yeah. think probably would have happened. Um, instead, Michigan came back. They took the lead. And then with uh, 27 seconds left, Rutgers scores a touchdown, uh, gets the two-point conversion, and puts it into overtime. Mm-hmm. I thought when that happened that Rutgers had it because they had the momentum. I thought, okay, Rutgers is going to pull this out. Yeah. Uh, um. That didn't end up happening. Uh, they went into overtime. Both missed field goals. Uh, second overtime, both scored touchdowns. And the third overtime, Michigan scored a touchdown. Rutgers could not answer. Harbaugh, mm. super excited to beat Rutgers in yeah, triple you, overtime. How, who they beat 77-0 not long ago. Yeah, how, how dumb. They're all rushed on the field like they just beat the number one team or something. Bunch of losers. Yeah, it was not a great look. Uh, I think it's probably the most embarrassing look since, and I, I may upset some Auburn fans saying this, but since Auburn beat Jacksonville State and then threw up the number ones. <laughs> I don't know. If oh, you know. yeah. What was that uh, year was that? Was that tw- a... Twenty. I think that was the season they only won. No, that wasn't the season. They, that might have been the season they only won three games. Yeah, I think it might have been. I don't 2012, know. 2012, probably. And that and yeah, it, but I got those kind of vibes from this game because I was like, "Really, you're that excited to beat Rutgers?" Yeah, Rutgers. <laughs> I know it's a triple yeah. overtime and and that's exciting, but I would have been sick after this game had I yeah, been a really? Michigan player and thinking, oh, "Wow, we just went to triple overtime with Rutgers." Yeah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> we let them score forty-two points on us. This one yeah. and three now one and fourteen. Yeah, I mean the Rutgers before this season, you know, after after they beat, um, I think it was Michigan State, they hadn't won a Big Ten game in like three years. So, way to go, yeah. Michigan. Uh, so yeah, this was pretty embarrassing. Uh, I don't know. I was really wanting Rutgers to win, uh, just because I would have thought it was funny and I would have thought that was a cool win for Rutgers. But uh, they're still able to put four hundred eighty-six yards up on this Michigan yeah. defense. So oh, Michigan's defense is garbage. Yeah, pretty bad. And their offense is suck their offense sucks too. Yeah. Yeah, no good. Uh no good at all. Well let's talk a little bit about uh Indiana Ohio State. I actually didn't watch this game. I don't know if you did. Uh I saw like two minutes of it. Okay. Uh 
So what 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 kind of did you see out of this game? Because like I said, I didn't watch it. I kept up with the uh, score. I saw Indiana go three and out on the drive, and that's all I saw. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, good try, Indiana. Way to go. You almost uh, won. Nice try. Well, I think it is worth saying, because they were down at one point 35-7. The final yeah. score was 42-35. They, they really nearly came back. They gave them a good did. scare. It, it was the most vulnerable, This I guess, you know, like I said, I didn't watch it. I watched highlights, but it looked yeah. like the most vulnerable this Ohio State team has looked this year. Um, yeah, they didn't look very good. Of course, Justin Fields didn't look good at all. Uh, so Justin Fields, he had three interceptions this game. I think two mm. of them coming in the first quarter. Um, oh. he, but he also did have two touchdowns, 300 yards through the air. Um, you throw it 30 times, you throw three picks. I mean, that's 10%, but... Still, you're throwing it 30 times. That's a lot of passes, too. So yeah, I, really. I kind of do give him some slack there. Um, but, yeah, it, was, it wasn't his best game from what Mm-mm. it looks like anyway. Uh, he also had a rushing touchdown. So, he, I mean, he ended up with as many touchdowns as picks. So I guess they canceled out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure he would say it wasn't his best game. Yeah, kiss that Heisman goodbye. So who do you think is kind of the Heisman leader right now? You think it's Kyle Trask or Trevor I would, Lawrence? Or I would say uh, Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask. Right yeah, now. he seems to be getting a lot of love right now. He's been Heck playing he, are, he great. just broke the record for most touchdown passes in seven games. He broke Burrow's record last year. Uh, yeah, and, um, he, and this was considered an off game for him, even though he looked pretty sharp. Uh, I know yeah, they were playing Vanderbilt, but... Yeah, I mean, he was 26 good. for 35 for three touchdowns, 383 yards through the air, and that was considered a bad game for him. So, yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, he's, really. uh, he's definitely in that conversation. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, the last uh, missed opportunity besides Auburn, which we'll talk about at the end, was uh, Mississippi State losing to Georgia 31-24. to It was close. I watched this game, and it was uh, it was really close. He came down right there to the end. Um and this made Georgia look really sad to me, <laughs> which uh, you know I thought was funny. But um, Daniels, the quarterback, he was twenty-eight for thirty-eight for Georgia, four hundred and one yards, four touchdowns. Which is, I mean, that's all you can ask of, the, of him. Um, uh, yeah, he but, looked pretty good in his first start. I don't know what are the when you know Kirby Smart makes once again. He doesn't start Justin Fields. He loses him. Mm-hmm. Now you got another good quarterback who's just been sitting there on the sideline. Who you could have had during the Alabama game, maybe could have helped you out. Yeah. Instead, you're playing Stinson Bennett the third, who could barely see over his O-lineman, <laughs> let alone if he could. Yeah. Um, just because he looked okay against Auburn, even though they just ran it down our throats, he didn't have to do anything. And since that Alabama game, he's looked like complete garbage. So you've had this guy on the bench. So he played good. So, I mean, who knows where they could have been if they were playing him. So Kirby and Smart... It's just a, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say he's not a good coach. He's he's just average. <laughs> I think he's a good coach. I he's just average. don't think he's what they want. I think that he, I, let me rephrase that. I think he is what they want. They obviously want him. They pay him a lot of money. He's yeah. not getting the results as quickly mm-hmm. as they had hoped. I mean, he's just he's just another Mark Rick. Can we just go ahead and say that? Yeah, I think, I think he's a little bit, there's... 
There's some different. There's a lot of similarities. Don't get me wrong. Oh, they, yeah. they are very similar, especially when you're looking at their overall body of work. Yeah. Um. I think that he, that Kirby does typically keep his teams more competitive, but um, you're also you're you're selling out a lot of money and. And look, Georgia does isn't a program that needs to win a national championship every year. That's not the expectation, or at least no. it shouldn't be. Um, you know, which that doesn't need to be every school's expectation. Um, yeah. And I think he does well enough every year to keep the fans happy. But I just wonder at what point, at some point, he's going to need a, a national championship. And I wonder how long they're willing to wait for that. Uh, yeah, going, going back to, um, to Daniels real quick, I think he would have looked even better if he would have had some blocking. He took three sacks. Oh yeah. Um. So that you know that that's never helpful, is it? <laughs> so no. Um. Let's move on to um. We talked a little bit about Florida Vandy. Um. Vandy's probably not going to win the game this year, are they? Uh, who they got left on their schedule? Let's see. They're zero and seven. Um. Mm. And they have left Tennessee, Georgia, and Missouri. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think they're winning the game this year. Yeah, I don't think so either. And see, um, what, what blows my mind, okay, so they're going to go 0-10, and there are still analysts and commentators out there saying, you know, he's done a great job there. He, You know, he's really made them competitive. You're really now, hearing a lot of that, and I get it. Because, I, I do like, too. I get it. But if you're competitive, you should at least win one or two games. Yeah. You're going no, nobody's, 0-10. Nobody's expecting them to go out and beat Florida. No. Nobody's expecting that, and I and I get they had a lot of guys sit out this year. Yeah, sure. Um, but almost winning is not winning, is it? No, it's not win. I mean, look. So they're competitive against A and M. Great, you know, you weren't expected to win that game. Yeah, they were seventeen to twelve. It's the final score. Um, M's way. Okay, LSU. Yeah, you're not gonna win that game. You get whipped. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, South Carolina. Seven. Okay, South Carolina. That one you're expected to be competitive. You lose yeah. forty-one to seven. Yeah. That's a little embarrassing. Okay, Ole yeah, Miss, another one. Maybe you know competitive. Get blown out in that one. Mississippi State. Maybe that's one you could pick up to win, and you lose. You know by a touchdown. Kentucky competitive in that one. Still could have won it, and they didn't. And then Florida, you're not expected to win that one. So yeah. on these next ones, Tennessee. You know. Tennessee's only a ten point favorite. Maybe there's yeah. a chance you could be competitive and pull that one out. Tennessee's, you know, they're just average. And then you have Missouri to end the season. So I mean, I trying to find where these commentators are saying, you know, he's doing a great job. He's just he's had to do I mean, if you're doing a great job, you at least need to pick up one or two wins. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have zero. Yeah. I, so. Yeah. I, I, there's He's getting a lot of love, and, you know, maybe we're overlooking something, and that's fine. Uh, what am I overlooking? I, mean, I don't if you have know. zero that's wins, what I'm saying. where do you get I love? Don't, I, 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 mean, I, I We know it's Vanderbilt, but yeah. still, you at least need one or two wins. On that, you should have, you should have at least one win. Like the South Carolina yeah. game, especially seeing where they're at now, and you lose forty-one to seven. Yeah. It's you. You're. He's in. He's had three competitive games. In one yeah. of those, it shouldn't have been competitive. The other two should no. have been competitive. Yeah. That's not. That's not wins for me. I mean, I get maybe you know it's. 
I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm with you. I'm like, yeah, I get it, but I don't agree with it. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I understand where they're coming from, kind of, but I don't agree, I mm. think. Yeah. I mean, that dude's he's been there, what, five years now? Four or five? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I'm went, I mean, like Aaron says, you know, maybe we should just get into coaching because you can go 0 and 7 <laughs> and get some love. Yeah. I mean, I would love to go 0 and 7 <laughs> and be like, man, he's doing a great job. He hasn't won a game yet, but he's mm. doing pretty darn good. Well, speaking of doing pretty darn good, I forgot about this one for uh for missed opportunity. Arkansas nearly pulling out the win over oh, LSU. Oh man, this I one Arkansas too. This one upset me because I was really so... rooting for Arkansas, man. Uh, because I wanted Arkansas to get bowl eligible, which I guess they technically oh, yeah. still can. Yeah, they still can. Yeah, it's just probably not going to happen. They have to yeah. beat Alabama <laughs> and someone else. So, uh, um, let's see. They need to win two games, so they need to beat. Oh, they only have yeah, they only have two games left. Yeah, <laughs> Missouri and Alabama. So yeah, so it's not <laughs> they're not going to get bowl eligible. I really wanted them to. Um, so uh, this game was another one that was kind of a nail biter. Came down yeah. to the end there. Um, I just I wanted them. L- LSU scored with four minutes left to to take the lead. Yeah. They had been trailing nearly all game for most of the game, um, and then it just they Arkansas had a chance to respond and just wasn't able to uh but i thought what a awesome effort by arkansas and how pitiful lsu has fell so quickly <laughs> well <laughs> i i will say this though about lsu um they're just saying you know they're starting 10 freshmen they're, they're playing 10 freshmen on the defensive side yeah which you just don't hear about that anywhere so i mean you know you understand it but you know, a lot of these games, like the Mississippi State game, the way they got blown out in that first one. Yeah. Um, and, um, sorry, not Flute, um Miles Brennan is not playing either. So they. Yeah, you know, he's been out too, and he looked pretty solid those first. After that Mississippi State game, he had been playing pretty well. Yeah, he'd been playing um, very well. Yeah, so, you know, I don't know. It's there in... They're probably one of the worst situations a national, a previous national champion has ever been in. Just from what losing all the players they did and the players opting out. Um, yeah, losing your so kind of offensive guru. And yeah, it's and... it's just one of those things, you know. I mean, it's I don't know how because I don't want to give them any excuses because you're still the na- defending national champion, but. It's you know it can be different. You're not. It's not going to be like a Alabama or Clemson, right? You know, so who can just reload every single year and have the same success? You're just not going to see that in many other places. But um, three and three is not great either. <laughs> no, three and three is not good. I mean, yeah. and the three losses they've had, it's been they've been blown out. Yeah, basically. I mean, they got. Well, Missouri was the only close loss they had, which that was an embarrassing one. But then, I mean, they yeah. got Mississippi State handled them, then Auburn blew them out. So, you know, and Arkansas should have won. I mean, that should have been another loss. So, well, they're, I think A and M's gonna blow them out. Well, they'll they'll win by more than two touchdowns. A and M will this coming weekend. So, honestly, I don't, LSU might not win another game after the one yesterday because they've got A and M. 
then who knows with Ole Miss, you never know what to get from them week in and week out. And then they end with Florida. Yeah. So, they're not yeah, they I don't think they're getting bowl eligible, which is no. mind blowing. But yeah, I don't I don't see yeah, them really. winning two more games. So. Yeah, I mean they're gonna lose A and M in Florida, so And then they'll probably get Alabama still too. So Oh gosh, yeah, there's still that game, isn't there? Yeah. So they've mm. They're so they're going to finish they'll four and six. They'll have probably four possibly. games, and I think yeah. they'll win one of them. That's against Ole Miss, so mm. know, we'll see. Um, and then the uh, the other game of the week, we saw South Carolina's debut with that Will Muschamp, and they lost to Missouri 70-10. to I didn't watch mm. this game because I didn't I care. didn't either. I could care less. <laughs> I also don't care to talk about it. <laughs> so it's uh, it. Yeah, I have absolutely nothing to say except yeah, I knew Missouri would win. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, before we get into um, into the Alabama and Auburn games from this past week, do you want to do Not Needs to Know? Uh, sure thing. Night Needs to Know. Probably with some of the stuff you've done before, uh, I probably wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if I put ashes <laughs> in cookies and fed them to you? Yeah, because it was someday for the SEC again. That, that might make sense then. I guess just how back. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to know how it makes sense. Now this is looking like a bad idea. Um, so, what? who's your top six going into the first college football playoff ranking? Right, so we got our, uh, our college football rankings coming out from the playoff committee this Tuesday, the first ones, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, top four for me, I think, is no surprise. I don't really care the order, but it's Alabama, um, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Clemson. Um, okay. Probably in that order. Um, and then outside of that, it's uh, it's Texas A&M and Florida for me. I know that. See, it's it's it's, and I know that's the the obvious picks. A lot of people's been saying those, so nothing out of the ordinary there. But it, it I think that that debate is interesting to me because Texas A&M has the win over Florida, but I think mm-hmm. Florida now is a better team than Texas A&M is right now. Oh yeah. So because... it's, I guess I'd still put Texas A&M ahead of them because they have the head to head, but I don't really feel like they're the better team. Well, knowing A and M, they'll lose, you know, some games. Well, I mean, Auburn's beat A and M. I think the three, three straight, three or four straight seasons, and we've got them at home. Now, of course, completely different this year. Especially, it'll be coming after the Iron Bowl, so that'll be good for A and M. But uh, yeah, I don't think I think Florida's better than A and M. It was just one of those games early in the season. I, you know, and I picked A and M. But the way Florida's defense had looked, and then they're on the road, I just think it was great for A and M. So, yeah, I don't think I don't think they'll be there very long. But I think Florida has a good shot. I see. I don't. You know, I I can't say that. I was gonna say Florida has a good shot of making the playoff, but they'd have to win the SEC championship because if they lose that, then they're not making the playoff. Well, let's say let's say. Notre Dame beats Clemson again in the ACC championship. Well, if that there's happens, a chance that Florida with a one with you know two losses, one of them being to Alabama, could still sneak in there. Or well, if Texas A&M wins out, could put them in over Florida. Yeah, here's the thing. I think it just depends on. Um, 
So if Florida was to lose the SEC championship, and then Clemson, if they were to lose again the Notre Dame, um, Clemson's two losses are going to be to the second-ranked team in the country. And then say A&M just loses two games down the stretch somehow. Let's like say they lose to Auburn. Let me see who else they have to play. Say they lose to Auburn, and then say they lose to, uh, heck, say they lost to Tennessee on the road. You never know. Um, then that just makes Florida's loss to them look I think you'd put Clemson over Florida at that point. But I don't know. I I don't want to see a team that's lost twice to the same team get in to play that team again. Well, I don't think they'd well they wouldn't be playing them again the first round. Right. Um, but you but I think you lose to one team twice, that probably disqualifies you in my opinion. But you know, I don't, who cares about I don't my know. opinion? Because it's you know, it's up to these guys that get. Paid yeah, it just depends. It. it just depends on what A and M does. I think you know, because you know, I, I'm I'm with you. I think if Florida, say Florida and A and M both win out, that's mm-hmm. when it gets kind of dicey. But because then you have to go with the head to head, right? But I don't know. And because, Alabama would have the head to head over Texas A and M. Yeah, so I think. Even at that point, I think I'd still take Florida just because I think they've had better wins. Yeah. Um. So because a and the only ranked team, I mean, Auburn, you know, when they lose this Saturday, they won't be ranked anymore. But, you know, really Auburn's the only one that they could, I don't know, because it's just a lot of tricky things going into it for both of them. So... So I, I, you know, I would like to see. Of course, I don't want to see A and win out because I want Auburn to win that game. But if it did happen, I think it'd be pretty interesting to see oh, yeah. uh, who they would choose. Even say this too. Say, what if Florida wins the SC championship? They beat Alabama. Clemson wins that ACC championship. A and M wins out. So then you have all these one-loss teams in there. Yeah, because uh, Alabama would have one loss, Notre Dame one loss, Clemson one loss, A and M one loss, Florida one loss. I think that'd be pretty fun just to see, get a good plus, idea of who they would pick. Plus, maybe undefeated Cincinnati, undefeated BYU too. Yeah, and know. then I mean, I don't think well, Ohio State should be undefeated, so yeah, they, they might be, be the only undefeated team going into it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what you do. I see Cincinnati BYU. I don't think they have a chance unless one of these four, five, and six teams just have two or three losses. I think that BYU had a chance because Washington reached out to schedule a game with them and they turned it down this week. Mm. And I think that was their chance, and I think they just blew it. So like to play them this year, to play them like this week or whenever they're bought. Both they they both have a bye week. I think the same. Oh week. yeah, they have BYU has like two weeks off yeah and washington reached out this came out today actually washington reached out and said hey we want to schedule a game byu said um maybe we're waiting to see where we fall in the rankings washington said never mind and then they (laughs) they leaked it to the press and said yeah well they don't even want to play any real teams anyway Mm. so yeah that definitely doesn't look good yeah Um, so that's really gonna hurt them i think yeah let me see who cincinnati has left to play cincinnati has temple Okay, Cincinnati plays. If Tulsa keeps winning, that'll be a ranked matchup for Cincinnati. So that would help them. I think they'll go Tulsa. Well, who knows that? I mean, Cincinnati struggled with UCF uh, yesterday, so 
and Cincinnati has to go on the road against Tulsa, so who knows? They could end up losing that. But you know, it'd be it would be. I think it'd be cool to see Cincinnati. But here's the problem: if they're to make it up there in that fourth spot, and say, and then of course Alabama wins out, they have to play Alabama. And yeah, and that's not ideal. <laughs> no, that's. Not, I mean, if you want to see them play any playoff team, you want to hope it's Notre Dame, yeah. because that would be more fitting for them. Um. So, it would be cool. I think. I don't think it'll happen unless you know Florida will lose another game. A and M loses a game, and Clemson, you know, loses an ACC championship. I think that has I, to happen. I think what would have to happen is Alabama beats the doors off Florida. Like it's oh, not. Yeah. Even, it'd have to be not even them. close. Notre yeah. Dame would need to beat Clemson again. And Texas A and M would need to lose to Auburn, and then yeah. that's the only way Cincinnati gets think, in there. And that's a uh-huh. lot of big ifs that I don't think yeah. will happen. Yeah, I don't think I think the way Florida's been playing and kind of getting things together, I think that SEC championship game would be competitive. Yeah, so, I think so too. Um, just because of Florida's offensive power and what we've seen with Alabama struggling on the defensive side, so I think that a game will be pretty good. Um, yeah. But you never know. I mean. So Alabama could just, yeah, like you said, kick their doors in and it like, but it would be cool to see Cincinnati. I think make it in, even though they, it wouldn't be a competitive. See, that's the problem. It would be cool to see them in, but it wouldn't even be a competitive game. Yeah. So it's almost like, what's the point of even tossing them up there? Because they, the only, they played SMU this year. And that was a ranked win. I don't even know where SMU's at right now. I mean, I don't even know if they're what their record is. Let me see. Yeah. Well, at see, the end SMU of the day, SMU is yeah seven and two. So I don't know. At the end of the day, it's it's supposed to be the four best teams. Yeah. And I just don't see Cincinnati as one of the four best teams, regardless of those teams' oh, records yeah. above them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, just because of the quality of opponents they're playing, and I mean, they're just—it's not going to face up against a Florida or Clemson or Alabama or Ohio State. Yeah. And it, and you, the thing is, it never will. That's why these non-power five conference teams—I don't know if it'll ever really happen unless you just have teams at the top that are all beat up, and you just have that one open spot to where they could fit in. It's just never going to be a good matchup. Yeah, it's not. So, well, that's uh, why I like. I think it'd be a good idea just to have their own playoff. <laughs> I, I yeah, I, I like that idea. I know a lot of people have an issue with it, but I like the idea of a, a power five playoff and a group of five playoff. But yeah, and then yeah. what you could do for uh, for giggles, you know, is just have the power five champion play the non five power champion. Yeah, that's fine. You me. know. Or have um have the power five uh champion have the power five playoff before the regular playoff and then have the power five champion and the fourth seed play each other for the first seat of the uh first round of the playoff and then oh you know that might yeah you know yeah that's fine with me too but um anyways let's talk about another uh another beat down this week uh Alabama winning sixty three to three over Kentucky poor Kentucky. This game started out slow for about five minutes, and then it just got off the rails real quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, once Kentucky, uh, it's a long snapper, just 
shot that thing to the moon and went downhill. Because uh, at the end of the first quarter, it was 7-3 to three, Alabama. Yep. I mean, that's, you know, keeping it pretty close. By the halftime, it was 28-3. to three. <laughs> and then yeah i know the end of the third quarter it was 49 to 3 then of course mm. 63 to 3 for the final um there is just not much to say about this game except no. uh you I mean alabama looked pretty solid all around yeah um mac jones 16 for 24 he didn't play the whole game but he did play for about three quarters 230 yards two touchdowns he did have a pick um yeah we first got Bryce game young did, in think- there I think it was and, uh, first game he didn't even he didn't throw for three hundred because I mean yeah, I really I think didn't so. need to. It was <laughs> I believe the twentieth straight game that they that Alabama scored at least thirty five points, which is yeah crazy. Uh, uh, Bryce Young, we got to see him play a little quarterback uh, yeah. on his first play. He threw like a fifty three yard bomb, I think. Or yeah, something it was good. Like that. Good throw, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he's he's got he's got quite a rifle on him too. He threaded the needle on a touchdown pass to. Um, to uh, Smith, Devontae yeah. Smith, that was just amazing. Of course, it makes it easier when you get Devontae Smith catching that yeah, ball. Yeah, who's going to catch anything? So. But it was, I mean, it was, um, um, you know, it was through the needle. It was a it was a small, collapsing window he got it through. So that was pretty interesting. We also saw Joey Gatewood, uh, former Auburn <laughs> quarterback, play a little bit for Kentucky. He was 0 for 4. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, a, a solid 2.0 QBR there. Oh, that's solid. Hey, yeah. better than zero. It's better than uh, whoever Allen is, who also got in, who uh, was 0 for 2 and had a, uh, a 1 point. Mm. Um, yeah, Kentucky, look, and this is Kentucky team was missing 10 players due to COVID. It yeah. wasn't even their solid team. So, you know, uh, and it's Kentucky. But to still be the team by 60 and SEC team is, uh, you know, pretty uh, pretty big mm. feat. So, yeah. Um, um, uh, battle had a uh, a pick six on the hey. defensive side of things. That was uh, you know, a little electric and um, yeah. So a lot of people was kind of confused as to why Devonte Smith was returning punts and stuff. Uh, they thought I was maybe, too. Yeah, they thought maybe that was a bad call. Uh, and, luckily, he yeah, didn't he, get hurt he, or anything. Yeah, he was returning one. Especially, it was like it was fifty six to three or something. He was still back there returning one. And I was like, what the yeah. heck is going on? Yeah, maybe you don't do that. Do we not learn? Do they not learn their lesson? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with yeah, with Jalen Waddle, of course. But um, yeah. Anyway, uh, pretty solid game all around this coming week. Of course, Alabama has Auburn, and let's talk a little bit about Auburn's game against Tennessee. So this was another missed opportunity. Ended up looking worse than it probably was. Thirty to seventeen is the final score. Um, but. Tennessee was in this thing for quite some time. In fact, they were leading 10-0 in the second quarter at one point. Mm-hmm. Auburn tied it up by halftime. Um, and then uh, it all kind of changed when Smoke Monday had a 100-yard no pick six, which yeah. was amazing. Uh, just say, uh, I mean, that could not have been more clutch. And that the game changed there, and it did not look back from there. Yeah, because you just take that out. You know, Auburn offensive-wise did absolutely nothing. Um, and I think what, you know, Tank was knocked out early in the game with, I, I don't know, I don't never really saw what, it was like a hip injury or something, so I don't know if it's, I don't think it was something severe. It might have just been like a bruised hip or something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Bo Nix was, you know, whatever, average. 
He's well, he didn't start very well, I mean, but he ended it good. Yeah, he's seventeen um, for twenty six, two hundred twenty yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Yeah, um, that was a, and you know, I will say this: he's always played well at home, and that was his first intercep- interception at home yeah. since he's been starting for Auburn. And his first pick since, last since year. August, maybe is that right? Uh, no, he th- he threw three against South Carolina. I don't know if that was in September or not. Okay, but um. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you that if I'm Alabama, I better run the ball up the middle every single time because there's a huge gaping hole on just about every play, and Tennessee ran through it. Well, so, that's that's the weakness of this Auburn defense. Uh, yeah, that D-line is defense. And that's, a, that's a weird thing to say for a Kevin Still defense, but they just don't really well, have the guys up there that they usually do. They were blessed with uh, Derrick Brown. Right. And... Uh, Davidson, so you know you got to deal. You got to do what you can do with some young guys now, and at least they're getting some good work in this season. Hopefully, get better in the off season. Maybe get some good recruits in there too. Yeah. So. Yeah, but, I think the, yeah, I think the pass defense, you know, is not obviously not bad. You got guys like Smoke Monday it's, back there that can make some electric yeah, plays. It's not terrible, um, but if I'm Auburn, I mean, I better just double up on Devonte Smith make some of those other guys uh, do some work. Because when you look at what Alabama – I mean, he was just caught about all their passes this previous game. Yeah. So, so you, you really just focus on tar- on covering him, make the other guys work and make plays. And I'm fine. You know, if the other guys beat us, so what? But, I mean, Devontae had nine catches. The next closest guy had three, Billingsley. Yeah. So – let the other guys beat you. I'm fine with that. See if you can stop the run, put some pressure. Because, uh, now, of course, it's a completely different Mac Jones from last year who threw two pick sixes uh, the game last year. So, hey, see if you can sneak in a pick six if that happens. You know, make it comp- At least make it competitive. You know, because it hasn't been competitive on the road since 2010. We haven't been close. Right now, the point spread is 24 20- points for yeah. Alabama. ESPN matchup predictor, predictor says Alabama has a 92.2% chance of winning, which I think is unnecessarily high. <laughs> I like Alabama's odds, but to say that Auburn has less than an 8% chance to win is a little <laughs> silly to me. Um, because, I, you know, it's the Iron Bowl, and these teams come to yeah, play yeah. regardless of, you know, Never where know. the game is or, you know, who has what record. These teams play differently that game. Um I you know I I don't like Auburn's odds obviously. Um, oh no, especially being on the road. If they're at home, you know I feel a little better. Yeah, but, but I mean road, it's not. I'm not counting Auburn out, and I'm not definitely not counting them out to find a way to make it competitive. I it just the run defense better be on its best game all season, and the offense we better have some good plays called, and we then Bo Nix has just got to be. He's got to be accurate with every single pass. He's got to make good reads. You better hope Tank's healthy. I mean, there's just got a lot of little pieces that got to come to place, and we need turnovers. So but gonna, other than I'm, that, I think Alabama wins by uh, 17. 17? Yeah. We'll go over some predicted scores here at the in just a second, but I do want to go over some, some stats on the year. Now these teams, you know, they, both these teams have played SEC opponents only, but you know these they haven't been playing 
there, you know, there's been some some differences in who they've played so far. That being yeah. said, um, Auburn is averaging 28.6 points per game. Um, Alabama is averaging 49.4. So that's mm. you know that's to me is a is a that's not hey, a Gus, great number for if you're an Auburn fan. Now Gus is an offensive genius. <laughs> now here's something you know this is where these teams are very similar because I think their defenses are about the same quality outside of that you know the front seven there that start yeah. you know the the defensive line. But uh, Auburn allows 22 points per game. Alabama allows 19.3. So those numbers are about the same. Yeah. Um, the difference being that Alabama is typically able to score a lot more. Yeah, that's the thing. Now, if I'm, you know, you, you obviously, you have so many options. You know, you have some targets and uh, some talent at the receiver position, obviously, for Alabama. And you're gonna yeah. want to use that, but I would I wouldn't be surprised if Najee Harris gets like 30 carries this game just because of how kind of poor Auburn's defensive line looked this past week. Yeah, just wear out the front. Yeah, I mean wear them down. I wouldn't even really worry about trying to throw the ball as much. You know, just give Najee some carries because you know what he can do. Oh yeah, I mean he's a he's a very very solid running back obviously um for yeah, Alabama. So. he's 137 carries 797 yards 16 touchdowns you know it helps when you're behind maybe the greatest alabama offensive line of all time <laughs> yeah um but uh not you know i don't want to take away anything that he's been able to do either so let's let's go over some uh score predictions i'll start out with aaron's he sent me his over a text he said he thinks alabama wins 48 to 20 um I don't think it will be that big of a beatdown, <laughs> but yeah, um, you know he's an Alabama fan, so you know he's yeah, gonna so. be a little more optimistic. Uh, do you want to give maybe a maybe a, a score prediction? Well, you need to think about yeah, I said, it for a I said Alabama by seventeen, so I'll say thirty-eight twenty-one. Thirty-eight twenty-one. I think I'm more in line with you there. Um, I'm gonna go. I guess I think Auburn. I'm. I'm going to say Auburn scores 17. So they get two touchdowns and a field goal. And I guess I'm going to say Alabama scores 35. So yeah, I'm going to go 35-17 Alabama yeah. as well. So we're all kind of in agreement that we think Alabama will win this game. Um, would you be – how you know, how surprised would you be if Auburn found a way to win – you know, given that it's on the road, that there's such a big underdog. We've seen some Auburn upsets before, but do you think there's been an upset this big, you know, in your lifetime, if that was to happen? In the Iron uh, I mean, because, of course, growing up, you know, Auburn was expected to win the Iron Bowl just about every year. You know, right. for me growing up, when they had the seven wins in a row. Right. But since then, I mean, you know, when Auburn won the Iron Bowl, really – I guess the up, I mean, the one that they won the kick six, I mean, it was pretty even. Alabama, of course, was probably favored. Yeah. But I mean, we knew that one was going to go either way. Uh, the one in 17, that was one of those other ones we knew would go either way because Auburn was going up there hot, you know. Um, the one last year, I think, was one of those other ones where 
could have gone either way just because, you know, Tua was out. Right. And Alabama had been struggling on defense. Um, but I think this would probably be the biggest, this would be the biggest Iron Bowl upset that I know that I've yeah. in my lifetime because Auburn should not win this game just because of how they played this year and what I know they're capable of. So it just have to be, uh, they find, they've set up the right scheme. They go with a zone against Alabama. We cannot cannot do a man-to-man. We're no, not no. how you want to play Alabama. Yeah. Play a zone. Have some good blitzes in there, some delayed blitzes, some good stunts. Um, find a way. You have to sack. Don't let them stand. That's that's what's going to be the problem. When they, Alabama does throw with how the D-line's get, gotten pressure, he's going to be standing back there forever. Someone's going to get open. So... We we need to find a way to get pressure on them. I think, and then the, the offense has got to have a heck of a game. We've got to run for like two hundred yards. I think you'd agree with me that it would take Auburn playing a near perfect game, plus Alabama having some a couple big mistakes, if not. Yeah, we would need some turnovers in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about some other games coming up this week. We've also got uh, Kentucky at Florida. Shouldn't be much of a game. Arkansas at Missouri. Who cares? Uh, Mississippi State at Ole Miss got the Egg Bowl. That might be interesting. Um, LSU at Texas A&M. Georgia at South Carolina. And Tennessee at Vandy. So really the only game that interests me this week is the Iron Bowl and the Egg Bowl. Um, So uh, the others doesn't really matter to me. Honestly, uh, I think Ole Miss might whip Mississippi State. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Well, now, of course, no. They played Georgia well, good for them. But I don't know if Ole Miss comes up with a good offensive game plan. I don't see Mississippi. Okay, never mind. I'm not gonna say they're whipping them because I for, almost forgot about how bad Ole Miss's defense is. So, yeah. Um, it's gonna be it'll be competitive just because even though with how bad Mississippi State's offense is and has been, um, Ole Miss has I'm pretty sure it's the worst defense in the country, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, it's up there. um, it'll it'll you know. It'll probably be a decent game. I, I hope so. I like the Egg Bowl. I like when it's competitive. So Yeah. Well, anyways, want to jump into uh, Miss Managers? Yeah, let's do it. Um, did you grab anything when you walked out the door? I grabbed nothing but two Tortino's pizza out of the refrigerator and my doggy, and we left. I just kept hearing it. I'm ducking and everything. Died in the house. I'm, I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. Here's like an actual customer out here. Uh, what's uh, what's the best kind of firework to buy? Wouldn't you like to know, weather boy? And now it's time for mismanagers. Okay, so uh, quick mismanagers this week. Uh, I got three uh, pretty quick stories here. Number one comes from Canoe.com. And it is, uh, the headline is, Man Preserved Leftover Nixon Sandwich in Freezer for 60 Years. <laughs> well, what's the point of that? A leftover sandwich from 60 years ago carries a lot of meaning for one Illinois fa- Illinois man. In fact, Steve Jen- Janay, uh just marked the anniversary of the day when he got his hands on a half-eaten sandwich left behind by Richard Nixon during a campaign stop. Uh, Jenny, who now lives in Springfield, has preserved the remains of Nixon's barbecue meal wrapped in a Ziploc bag in a glass jar and stored in a freezer since that fateful day 
on September 22nd, 1960. Uh, this is a bit uh, psychotic, isn't it? It's a little, uh, I would say just a tad bit strange um, <laughs> that he just thought from that moment that he would take a half-eaten sandwich, refrigerate and be like, you know what, I'm going to keep this for the rest of my existence and possibly <laughs> pass it down to my family yeah. and to the, my uh children's children and their children's children and we'll just keep passing along this be the new tradition in our family (laughs) that we can go back and be like i have a half-eaten sandwich from this uh president that's dead over you know years and years ago so yeah and also probably not a great president to have it from because of what happened but (laughs) also interesting too you know you have it you know scandalous Mm. president well if they ever if they ever want to make a clone of them maybe they can get some dna off of that sandwich. they could yeah if they want to pull a jurassic park and take his dna and <laughs> make a richard nixon 2.0 go right Great. ahead i'm all for it but uh, yeah i'm one... curious to see what goes to that man's head <laughs> this one comes from dailystar.co.uk uh what to do if a block of frozen urine falls on your house from a plane hmm. okay <laughs> all right hit me um, so when traveling abroad, have you ever wondered where exactly things go when they're flushed down the toilet? Uh, I mean, I haven't, I haven't traveled abroad, so. Well, rumors have flown around for years that all the waste just flies out of the bottom of the plane and is left to its own devices, but fortunately, modern aircrafts are required to hold it in a tank. Uh, this is then offloaded post-landing, but sometimes things can go wrong and stored sewage escapes the plane. This is called blue ice. There have been some blue cases. Ice. Yeah, blue ice. There have been some cases. Uh, just ask Andy and Gainer Swan, who were living in Stocking Farm in 2007. Andy and Gainer were in the garden in 2006 when an 18 inch wide block of frozen urine cra- <laughs> crashed to their roof just four foot from where Andy stood. Mm. Uh, at the time, Andy said there was a big bang and it hit the ridge tiles on the roof and then the patio. It would have killed me if it had hit me without a doubt. A lump of blue ice caused hundreds of pounds of damage to their roof, scattering tiles on the patio below. It looks like frozen wee. I would think it's chemically treated, but when it thawed out on the patio, it didn't smell very pleasant. I find it's quite Mm. funny now, but on Saturday, I was angry to say the least. Yeah, imagine if he was to die by this, and you had to explain to somebody, how'd how'd your husband or how'd your friend die? (laughs) Well, he was hit by a block of frozen pee that came flying from the sky. How uh, insane! Yeah, especially that. I mean, that's a lot of. So it said it's eighteen inches. Eight, yeah, eighteen inches wide. I think. Jeez. Is what it says. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty large, pretty block good amount of pee. pee, and especially too for it to all come down and stay together. Like, well, I guess once it just came out of the plane, it probably just froze. Yeah, just freezes it's there. Air. Yeah. So, jeez, yeah. I've never heard of something like that happening. Incidents like this are extremely rare with the number of incidents reported year to year rarely exceeding 25. That sounds like a high number to me. This happens 25 times a year? Well, I mean, I guess if you think about 25 times and probably the amount of flights there are that happen throughout a year, it, you know, when you I guess if you look at the numbers like that, it's part. But yeah, 25 seems like a lot to think that flying P <laughs> falls out of a plane 25 times a year. <laughs> it can kill you. It's kind of crazy to think. Spike you through the head. Yeah, um, now I'm just worried that one day we might have flying bee coming out of the sky and hit our house. So. <laughs> one more Now look, what if you don't have insurance for that? 
I mean, if your insurance most people probably don't. Yeah. Flying P. <laughs> hey, you'll be a genius though if you end up being like an insurance agent and you write that down and you just get that as a coverage option. Flying P. <laughs> uh, the last story comes from Fox News and it is um, the title of this article is Grow Your Own Human Steaks Meal Kit is Not, quote, Technically Cannibalism, markers, makers say. Uh, what? The saying you are what you eat may soon become a lot more literal. A do-it-yourself meal kit for growing steaks made from human cells was recently nominated for Design of the Year by the London-based Design Museum. Named the Ouroboros Steak after the circular symbol of a snake eating itself tail first, the hypothetical kit would come with everything one needs to use their own cells to grow miniature human steaks. Okay, okay, okay. Um... So basically, you're taking your own DNA, yes. and you're making your own personal, like I'd make, if I took my DNA and put this together, I'd make my own Justin steak, yes. and I'd pretty much basically be eating myself. Yes. That sounds horrific. And <laughs> <laughs> so this It's was... worse if you see the pictures of it, of these cells growing in this pink Pepto-Bismol looking liquid. I bet it looks disgusting. Oh, it, does, it just looks like skins growing. Like how did I don't understand how somebody would want to eat something like this? Yeah, me neither. I mean, okay. Now here's the thing. I think it's genius if you're in a situation where the food has run so low and the prices have just inflated that much, you can't get anything, and you just have this kit and you can just scrape off some skin cells and make your own food. Yeah. You know, great if you're like in such a dire situation to where you have nothing to eat but you have this kit sure whatever you know eat your own skin you know that's basically <laughs> what you're doing if if you're dying of, if you're almost about to die of hunger fine but as just an enjoyment like honey let's eat our own skin tonight we're gonna put it on the grill a nice 140 maybe a little rare i mean we'll see how it comes out if i bought you this for christmas would you try it heck no <laughs> You just come straight out. to the trash. Regift it. Um, yeah, regift it. <laughs> gosh. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So you can now buy your own, uh, your own grow your this own meat. Terrifying. Kit. I mean, then the the fact that some people think this is a great idea, just as an enjoyment that I'd want to eat my own DNA. These pictures are so gross of like the meat you're growing because it has like little green balls in it i don't know what that's supposed to be or what oh, it is but that makes me sick you don't shouldn't there shouldn't ever be green and meat so i don't like no that. there shouldn't <laughs> yes. so yeah yeah i just like i said great idea if you know for people that are in a dire situation and they have one of these kids yeah. um but it's not something i would look forward to you know on a weekly basis well i think that's the show you want to you want to bring us home mm-hmm well, thank you guys for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I hope you've had a lovely week. And just, and I hope you've had a lovely past few months watching some football. And we're almost there. The end of the year is almost here. We've got Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy and Thanksgiving, Christmas. everybody. Yeah, and Christmas is right around the corner, and then it'll be a new year. Twenty twenty will be in the past. Mm, that'd be nice. And then we'll just start twenty twenty one all over. I mean, and then we'll start twenty twenty one and. Let's hope it's a whole lot better. So we're almost there. Hope y'all making it through. Um, but, you know, 
if you want to listen to more of us, you can follow us, you know, on at the Game Managers Pod, TGM Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out at thegamemanagers.com where you can easily access that podcast. Check out some articles written by our um, fearless leader, Nick Norris. Wow, thank and you. And then, no, you're welcome. Um, and, you know, a bunch of other things. You can check us out on, uh, there's this one thing, you know, it's, it's called something where we post things of us playing video games. Patreon. And Patreon, boom. Maybe we'll actually, maybe me and Nick will actually play the most anticipated NCAA football game. You know what? I have um, no excuses this week because I'm off work. We will, we will do it this week. That's a we guarantee. We will do it this yeah. week. We can promise you that we'll get back into that. We'll finish that season. You'll see me on top in the uh, whatever conference we in championship. And you'll see I'll me at the, the Papa John's Bowl or something, <laughs> whatever John's was big Bowl. in 2013. Hey, but you'll be making it to a bowl, and that's the best uh, San Jose State has said in their whole football career. <laughs> yeah. So way to go. Thank you. Um, no, you're welcome. And then you can check out, our, get our merch. It's great. You know, very soft shirts. You'll want to sleep in those shirts every single night. It's like mm. a warm, toasty blanket yes. that you'll never want to take off. And so you never will. So get one of those shirts. That's a oh, guarantee. you never will. You'll take a shower in it. It's so comfortable. You're just like, you know what? This will be... You won't even see what's under this shirt anymore. This is my. This is me now. Eventually, it will meld to your skin. It will, and then you'll have the softest skin that any human <laughs> has ever had. And, and that existence. steak will be so tender when you finally mm. make it. Yeah, your. And you'll have steak. yes, a little bit of shirt to go with mm. your steak. Nice. So nice, soft steak. So, yeah, I mean, what a great way to end this episode. Just have that on your mind. A nice <laughs> shirt. DNA steak. Mm, yum, mm. yum, 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 yum. Very tasty. And this is sponsored by the new at-home uh, meal kits where you can make your own steaks <laughs> from your own DNA. Mm. Great. So y'all y'all have a great week. Yeah, have a great week. We will be back after the Iron Bowl to break it all down. Mm. Do you have a contact session? Actually, it might be in there. Yeah. Yeah. And we have a nice little uh, a little uh, guest star there. Great. Oh, oh yeah, hello again. All right. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, we just had a little inter- interruption. But uh, <laughs> nice guest star. I hope yes, little guest star, just my sister. Y'all have a great week, and after this weekend, I'll be saying War Eagle, anyways. All right, everybody, have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>